You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait, celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 75 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name is Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you Gina? What's been happening? Oh, great Val. Oh, it's been a massive week yes. and um, after last week's big week, uh, you know, hanging out with A-listers and doing glitzy stuff. Glitzy. This week, this week. Just as glamorous. Really? So, yeah. So this weekend I've done seven loads of washing <laughs> and I uh, bought a new pillow, Val. See, I'm living the high life, living that the fast life. He is living the high life. That is very I know. glamorous. Glamorous, isn't it? Yes. And I've washed undies as well. So it's Wow. All- I yeah. have yet to do the laundry, so you're actually ahead of me. Since what? Since Cebu? <laughs> <laughs> since last week's glamorous weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> I've yet to do the laundry, uh, yeah. but I've put the laundry in the laundry basket, ready to oh, that's do. That's good. Yeah. That's so good. I have made progress, but I have been doing something almost as glamorous as that. Yeah. Yeah. I bought. Are you ready yeah. for it? Yeah. Don't say I don't listen to you, Gina. <laughs> Right. Today I bought a standing desk. Oh, you're kidding. No, That's fact, awesome. I'm standing at it right now. Me too. I'm standing at mine. How exciting. There you go. <laughs> it's only been like, I don't know, a few minutes. Oh, <laughs> and you're I'm like, going to know yourself. Yeah, I'm already not knowing myself. I'm already wanting to sit down. Are you? So, yeah, you've got to uh, train up to it. Have you got somewhere to sit for part of the day? Yes, yes, there is a chair nearby. Because just to upgrade on mine, mm. I uh, now had to end up splitting mine to uh, half stand, half sit. How can you do that? Well, well I reconfigured it, I rejigged it. Because, but how can and you so half stand, half sit? Well, basically, it's not. It's stand. Uh-huh. Then I go to kneel because I've got one of those chairs that you know how you kneel on them. Oh, you yes. kneel at your desk. I've got one of those. And then uh, after about after five or evenings, if I'm still retouching or doing work, I go to sit oh. because standing all day is actually just as bad as sitting all day. Often. <laughs> and I was getting um, really, uh, really sore and really tired. But going from one to the other, you know, to the other, mixing it up is the best thing to do. So if, have you got like an option to sit at some time? Yes, so it's got a um, little windy handle. That oh, yeah, you got desk. one of those. Yeah, you, go up and down. you got a fancy one, Valerie. It's not fancy. It's from Ikea. Oh, really? Mm. But, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're adjustable so you can go down, go up. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I reckon you notice a huge difference in um, how you feel and your productivity. I look forward to hearing reports. I will update everyone on whether it's any good or not or whether I just 
put it to the sit option and sit. I'm very happy with mine. And now when I'm in hotels, like you saw me in um, last weekend and then when we were in um, Cebu, I was at this, I made a standing desk in the hotel room because yes. I can't, can't sit to work anymore. It doesn't feel, it feels wrong. Really? Yeah, I can't function. Okay. Well, yes, anyway, that was today's glamorous activity, going, awesome. braving the hordes of Ikea. Oh, that's, uh, that's an, did you go the one way or do you go the opposite way against the, the grain? Like, you know how you're supposed to, when you're <laughs> Ikea, you got to go the arrow way. I yes. always go the other way because oh, well, it's entertaining oh, for me. Uh, oh, you went the right you way, did. didn't you? Of, of course, course I you went did. the right way. Of course you did. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. Okay, let's move on to this week's topic, which we'll get to in a sec, is awesome. It's how to photograph reflections. And I've got lots of questions for you on this one because, um, you know, back in the day when we were doing, when I was doing photography and learning photography at courses and things like that, a lot of times we were told not to photograph reflections. So, um, Who I'm, told you that? Yeah, just different photographers. What? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so I'm keen to uh, follow up with some questions for you. But before we do that, we want to give a shout out to a couple of people. The first is to Sean. Now, Sean has left us a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you so much, Sean. And Sean has said, fantastic photography podcast. Sean's from the USA. And he huh? said, this Photography podcast is fantastic. It's extremely informative and exceptionally entertaining. Keep up the fabulous work, ladies. That's awesome. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. I love a podcast review, don't you, Val? Yeah, yeah, it's made our day. Yes. And if you do have 30 seconds to leave us a rating or review on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it because that really helps us in our rankings and we can keep bringing this to you. So we also have a shout-out, uh, I believe, to Ian Hume, and I've mm-hmm. pronounced it correctly this time, Ian, Ian Hume. Uh, what's that about, Gina? So Ian in the uh, Facebook group put in a, uh, a YouTube video about uh, a guy who takes a selfie every day for the last eight and a half years from when he was, um, I forget how old he was. I'm going to start it up. I hope there's no sound. <laughs> it probably is, yeah. Um, for eight and a half years and like you see him grow up from basically like 14 years old to, to becoming um, a teenager and it's just awesome. And the thing I love about it, Val, mm-hmm. his face does not change yes. through the whole – so you do the math, eight and a half years, yes. one a day, how many selfies is that? A lot. Two and a half thousand, yeah, maybe more. Just under. Just under. You've worked it out in your head, haven't you? I oh, know. Hang on. Carry please. the five. To I don't this. know. I'm too tired. Five by two. <laughs> carry the one. Carry the zero. Lots of selfies. Um, his face does not change. Like he has the same look and uh, it's an amazing uh, achievement. I love these ones and you can see the ones where people, um, no Over one's ever 3, done it. Over 3,000 actually. Yeah. Oh, you got a calculator out, yeah. didn't you, Val? Yeah. No, no one's ever. I've never seen one for eight and a half years. I've seen ones where people like do maybe a year where they grow a beard yeah. or they and their hair grows. It's short or, or um, ones like that, but never that long. I think it's an awesome idea. I'd, I'd love to see one do a whole a whole lifetime. 
Yeah, that's like committed. Next 50 years. That would be committed. Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'd have the discipline or I'd just forget. It's a great project. Yeah, like, fantastic project. And, and yeah, I would love to see someone do it. And it would have to be someone who, who, who is like loves spreadsheets and, and is <laughs> like would, you know, very tidy and precise. And would like to break the chain. No, yes, but mm. you did it in the same spot mm. every day, like mm. exactly the same spot. Or you could set up, like you could just have per, a permanent light set up, right? Mm. And you just have this that person on a, and a mark set up and you just do a selfie a day. That's the first thing you do when you get up. Yeah. However right. your hair is, whatever. If anyone a, wants to challenges do it, out there, let us know. Next, and for the next 50 years, I think that's a good even amount of time. Yeah. Even if you do it every other day. But anyway, let's move on to Scott Stockhorg, uh, who has a fantastic image oh, of a couple of guys. I think they're wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and we'll put the image in the show notes, which you can find at ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And this is an awesome shot. He's managed to capture these two guys wrestling, but they're not just wrestling. One has obviously kind of flipped the other or, you know, moved the other, and they're mid-flight. God, it's superb. He stopped the action. Mm. It's a wrestling manoeuvre called the uh, the body slam. <laughs> and I okay. just made that up because I used to love watching wrestling when I was a kid. Really? <laughs> yeah, world championship wrestling. Oh, it was that, on yeah. every Sunday. And then I found out when I later on that it was wasn't real, Val. <laughs> it was all pretend, yes. like WWF or what? What is it? WW? Yeah, you think it used to be F? Maybe it's E now. I don't really know. Really. I shot a gig for those guys once. They came really? to Australia, and I shot for the WWF or E or and uh, it or was G the Rock. Or H. It was the Rock. <gasps> oh my God! I love the and Rock. Did you shoot the Rock? And Triple H. How did I H not know this, Gina? <laughs> I love the Rock. Really? Of course you do. I love the Rock. He's cool. He's so cool. Oh my God! Yeah, I love yeah. the Rock. And, I'm, and then I photographed him at a, like a black tie event after that and he oh. was uh, a very lovely guy and he's funny. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. And, uh, yeah, so. How um, did I not know this? I love the rock. I, well, it was, yeah, it was, <laughs> I knew you at the time. but yeah. I, I don't know, it slipped my mind, Val. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, and apparently that's made up too, Val. But this is like real wrestling. Yes, this they, is real they, wrestling. They do it for reals at high school and, uh I just love the, uh, this shot and I love that Scott um, also included an awesome explanation and, and like, he talks about um, the fact that uh, he started out shooting um, his son at tournaments and then uh, demand for the sorts of pictures that he did uh, started to uh, escalate and um, he says he's a much better shooter today uh, than he was a year ago, due in part to the to this community. Thank you. And by survival, learning on the fly, he says the lighting is always shite. Yeah. Throw lighting and not enough. Yep. Drab, ugly grey walls in the backgrounds and pull out bleachers of high school gymnasiums. It's awesome. Mm. And he's like, I always shoot to stop the action and um, 
And so he shoots at a really fast shutter speed, so uh, like a minimum of one eight hundredth of a second, yeah. um, and then he shoots it on his seventy to two hundred at f two point eight, and then what he'll do is uh, he'll adjust his ISO so he can get his maximum of one eight hundredth, and he likes to shoot faster, and that absolutely uh, freezes the action because you can imagine that like they're they're when they're doing a flip like that, not yeah. only are they moving sideways, but they're also dropping down. And it's like I've talked yes. about when I get people when they're airborne, like waiting for that moment when they've reached the peak height and just before they're about to drop is when you take the shot. But this is like, this is, I don't know how he would time. I think you just get good at like when you've watched yeah, a lot, you, you just know that, you, that like I think a great sports photographer knows how to anticipate the action. And um, the, this inspired me to go out and shoot sport photography and like freeze action like that because it's so unexpected and it really, the energy of this yeah, shot is unbelievable, unbelievable. Congratulations. I think it's awesome. Yes, yeah, Scott, it's brilliant. And so it's these two guys mid-flight on the mat, but in the background they're actually spectators who are watching. However, because he's shooting on f2.8, it's a shallow depth of field. So the the hero picture, the guys being slammed onto the mat, are in focus, but the uh, spectators in the background are nice and blurry so that you don't get distracted by by them and what they're wearing or what they're doing. You focus on the, the two guys in the middle. So it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. We also have some people in the community who uh, have been MacGyvering some stuff, right? Yes, and uh, I hope this would be the case. Like I kind of would have bet money on a couple of people, uh, a couple of podcast listeners when I when we did the uh, filter show, Val, mm-hmm. um, that, I, that and I talked about uh, using welding glass as a MacGyver way to do a 10-stop neutral density filter. Yeah. I had my money on a couple of people actually have or had already done that and I was absolutely uh, correct. I know that uh, Peter Foote, who actually posted a shot of his setup, that uh, he he uh, I think he used to be uh, a rep for welding glass, of course. <laughs> so now now we can all find out where to get it because yeah. it's actually hard to get your hands on. And so he's MacGyvered it where he's um, uh, taped the uh, the welding glass to the front of his camera, and then uh, used that to do a uh, a long exposure uh, in in daylight. That's uh, more than thirty seconds. The problem with welding glass, as we talked about on the show, that it's um it's uh it's not it's not optically uh, optimized kind of glass, so it's going to have a, a color shift, a tint uh, like a green or a magenta tint. So the best way around that, the workaround, is to just um, convert it to black and white, and you you get a great shot. And it's a very cheap way to um, get your um, neutral density filter, like a ten stop one, which they usually cost. They, they can be hundreds of dollars, so you can pick one up for about ten. Yeah, it's great. And we'll post an image of the black and white version, but also a color version. I, re- I really like that. No, no, that's, uh, that's a different, the uh, oh, okay. color version is someone else. Okay, so we'll post an image of the black and white version uh, or the black and white shot um, in the show notes as well. So who <laughs> is the color image by? So the colour image is, uh, and of course I haven't uh, put their name in the, um, well, I'll I'll have to come back to it, Val. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to post that one next week. All right. 
We'll, we'll skip the colour image yeah. for this week and we'll post it next week. Yeah. And we'll go straight on to this week's topic then, which is, as I said, how to photograph reflections. And, um, well, let's start with, Gina, what kind of reflections are you referring to? So we can be clear on what you're actually talking about. All right, so I think that uh, when you were learning photography, Val, you mentioned at the start of the show that uh, your photography uh, lecturers and teachers told you not to photograph reflections. Is yes. that right? Maybe they and... thought I was unco or something and <laughs> not capable. Or I don't know. This was like 20 years ago. <laughs> but the thing is that um, as photographers, we spend uh, a lot of our time trying to avoid reflections. So it, it, yes. like, and they're, they're often like they can be really annoying. So like if you, um, you know, shooting an event and uh, it might be a, a PR event where you've got uh, like a, a banner behind your, the people that you're photographing and they, you know, some, some bright um, marketing whiz has decided to make it out of, yeah, we've made it out, the banner out of high gloss. It looks awesome. Look at it. And you're going, oh, my God, that's a nightmare to photograph. Mm. Or you've got people against, like, shiny, um, you know, like there's a the big vogue to have, like, um, shiny walls in, in hotels yep. and, and things like that. So you're constantly getting um, flare and reflections. Or if you want to um, photograph at the beach at a certain time of the day, you get all the, uh, the light that bounces off the water. Yeah can be annoying if you're trying to get a decent shot so you've got a lot of glare um, or um, just uh, if you're trying to shoot say a, a cool shot of someone in a car or someone in a cafe if the sun's on the wrong side of the road or at the wrong angle it's almost impossible to get those shots because you're getting more reflections than than anything and, you, and you're not seeing the person very well so they're the ones that we try to avoid um, and, uh, you know, fortunately, and we've discussed this uh, in earlier episodes, Val, but like, it's basically just uh, moving your lights to the right angle um, and, uh, you know, even uh, reflections in glasses, Val, are the, the bane yes. of most, most photographers. Like you're always getting the, the uh, softbox in the glasses yes. or, or some sort of flare. So it's just a matter of um, changing the tilt of the person's head or changing the angle of the lights and you can remove those reflections. But this is show is all about creative reflections and that, that they're done deliberately. Mm-hmm. So um, basically I've got a lot of examples and then I want to talk about uh, the best ways to, to get into them. So um, there's a lot like photographers are always looking for a new, like, it, it feels like everything's been done, right? Yes. It's like, you know, how many photos of, uh, you know, the Eiffel Tower can you see and how many photos of all the iconic buildings. And um, so, so photographers are always looking at new ways to uh, reinterpret these images. And so for ages now, they've been, like people have been looking to reflections as a way to um, show off an image in a new light. Um, now, I've included in the, um, in the show notes some of the ones that caught my eye just so that they describe the sorts of things that I include as great ideas of, um, to do with reflections and then we'll go into uh, the best ways to capture them, okay? All right. So we just remember that if you want to have a look, at uh, 
these images. They're in the show notes at ginamilitia.com. But you don't have to if you're out walking or you're in the car. That's okay. Um, we can certainly describe them and um, That's because Valerie's them. an expert at that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so shall we start with the first image, Gina? Yeah, so I've got a couple by uh, photographer Flo Fox and uh, she uh, is a photographer. She's actually in our group, you know, Val. Oh, hey, Flo. Um, yes, a member of our group. And, um, and so we're talking, the, the group is uh, is on Facebook and it's a free uh, community on Facebook and all you need to do is search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and come and join us. So uh, Flo Fox is actually one of my favourite street photographers. Uh, she's been shooting since 1972. She's probably done about like uh, over a million images and, um, and uh, she loves to do a bit of a, ref uh, a reflection shot and like a couple of my favourite images of, I, I, that she has shot are in the, in the show notes. And so the first one, uh, Val is of the iconic flat iron building. I love that building. It's one of the coolest buildings in the world, don't you think? Yes. And, uh, Which so is the triangle building. In, the flat one. <laughs> <laughs> and basically this is of the, a puddle that's on the road next to the curb and it's shot in black and white. But in that puddle is the reflection of the flat iron building. So mm. and 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 it's it, and it's fantastic. You it's it because it's so iconic. It's recognizable even though yep. it's only a reflection, and even though it's actually upside down in the reflection. So a new take on on something that's been done a thousand times. Yes. And uh, what's great about this is you're never ever going to get the same two puddles. So you could take that same shot from across the street in a different puddle on a different day in color and get a different shot. So that's yep. what I love about this shot. The other shot of flows that just like when I saw this, you know, when you see an image and it just makes you so happy. Or it's like I just love this image so much because it smacks of the seventies to me. So like the car, it's a car and it looks like a something straight out of the seventies. I can tell because it's got that. What's that paneling called on the side of like? Um, Station wagons. Do you remember the Brady Bunch? Yeah, I was just going to say it's you, the Brady yeah. Bunch What's station dad's name? What was the dad's name? Oh, I don't Mike? Remember. Yeah, Mike. Brady was an architect, right? That's right. And uh, Mike had a station wagon, the family <laughs> station wagon, and um, it, it had the, it, the wood grain and it, mm. it's uh, – Flo's uh, photographed the uh, part of the city of Man Manhattan, I guess, um, uh, in the uh, window. It's the, the reflection. reflection. Yeah, and it, but it's like really poppy colours and very a really detailed, saturated reflection. So remember, this is still shot on film. Yeah. You can see the detail in the clouds. You, you, you'd almost think it was the actual image if you didn't see the car around it and the fact that the glass is bent so it's a little bit distorted and then in the background, like, like the other tells that it's like not uh, modern times. Or the, the, I love that font. Uh, on, on the, there's a bar restaurant behind with that beautiful red um, retro font that I love. So such a, a cool image and, and, and again, it's like it, it says so much. Sure. Um, just one shot. Very, very, very cool. Very cool, yes. So shooting, um, you know, tr traditional things or iconic things in reflections of things is a new take. 
It's a new take. It's another yeah. way of seeing things and it's always going to be fresh and it's always going to be different. You know, you could have Mike's car from the Brady Bunch <laughs> or you could have – I love that show so much. Yeah, okay. Still, like, I, like I would go back and keep watching it. And, yeah. and you know what's really good? Like when you hear the story about what went on while that was being filmed, it just oh, gets yes. even better. Yes. Even Who is your favourite Brady? <sighs> uh, the, the middle boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of had a crush on him. <laughs> you? Uh, was that Peter? Yeah, Peter. Yeah, right. Greg. Yeah. And yeah. You? Um, I did you like, like Greg. You would have been a Greg fan. Yeah, I liked Greg until kind of he grew his hair a bit too long. Do you remember when he got to live in the study? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was just jealous then. I thought he was so cool when he did that. <laughs> um, all right. So... Back to reflections. I yes. love the idea of uh, capturing uh, a combination of like old world and new worlds colliding. And so I've seen this done a lot in um, – you can do this um, in, in Melbourne a lot and probably in Sydney too. A lot of cities where they've got the old part of the city combined with uh, modern buildings. So you've got buildings from, you know, a couple of hundred years uh, old with the facades, like Victorian facades or, or different uh, from different eras. And then right across the street you'll have – the beautiful, modern, polished, mirrored, glassed, um, you know, big building. And it, the, the old buildings reflect into the new buildings. And so I've seen a lot of photographers successful, successfully photograph uh, the old reflected in the new. And at the right time of the day, you'll actually get a beautiful reflection where you'll get detail. And But also the other thing that I really love about it is like if you've got those buildings that um, – the, the facades are glass, but they're tiled glass. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like they're, they're um, there's different uh, lots and lots of uh, square or rectangular tiles. So the reflection yeah. gets uh, what's the word tessellated, or is it um, like giant pixels? Little, yeah, like pix pixelated. It looks pixelated. So it's kind of uh, it's not completely uh, uh, pristine, it's which not adds another. Yeah, yeah, adds another another dimension. Like those people who I really love, it takes some thought though. You know when they do their – people do Instagram where they post a shot a day mm -hmm. but it will be a section of a shot? Oh. And then when you look at their entire feed, their entire feed becomes one photo. Clever. Have you ever seen that? No. It's really <laughs> clever. So you yes. do it over like nine days, that's mm. one photo. Clever. But you've got to remember the right order to put them all in. Yes. So you get so you get a great shot. So that's very cool. So we'll put a couple of images in the show notes. One is by Will Clayton, and it's it's as Gina said, they're kind of reflective tiles on what looks like a modern office building, and yeah. in it is reflected blue sky and white clouds, but also kind of an industrial. There's obviously an industrial looking building opposite mm. where there's a lot of pipes and and that sort of thing. So it's a it's a great juxtaposition of those two things and also an image by Bill Hartman which has again those tiles with a copper kind of sheen to them and uh, it's a very very modern building but across mm. the road is a very very old and beautiful ornate architectural you know most gothic kind of building. It is a bit gothic, isn't it? That looks like Melbourne to me. That's what Melbourne looks like around um, Chapel Street and, uh, yeah, South Yarra there, the, the, those sort of gothic against the really modern. Um, it's I a think very, it's, very it's cool. I London, though, look. because the pharmacy is Boots. 
all oh, right, you recognise the pharmacy. Well, you know, London, Melbourne, yeah. same thing, <laughs> Bell, isn't it, really? Yeah, sure, well, why not? <laughs> um, the other place I love uh, seeing reflections and, and they're done beautifully and is uh, when you have uh, er, uh, like an early morning sunrise or yes. a sunset. Yes. And uh, if the wa- can you hear my cat purring at all? No. <laughs> she purrs really loud. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, Hello, princess. So, yeah. <laughs> You've made it onto the podcast. She's made it onto the podcast. So she just sits on top of me and just dribbles because that's what she likes to yes, do. Um, <laughs> the, the, if the water is um, still or not, it, it's like not a, a kind of a still day and at the right angle and the right time, you can get the entire skyline reflected into the water and it looks incredible. And uh, Moyan Bren. Uh, is an example that's uh, achieved that and I just think it's such a spectacular sunrise or sunset. Yeah. Um, I think that's taken in Italy too. It's a um, sunset. Sunset. Yeah. And it's, it's just, the colours are just absolutely stunning. Yeah. Try to have a look at it in the show notes. I absolutely love this picture and uh, there, there's so much red in the sky and it's reflected 100% into the the water below that it looks like the water has also got, you know, clouds of red in the water as well. It's fantastic. Mm. The next shot is actually uh, I, I thought I'd throw one of my own in, Val. Great. <laughs> and um, this is one that I, I actually shot earlier today because Did while you? I was Yes. While I was researching uh-huh. uh, shots for the show, I'm like, oh, my God. This looks amazing. I want to try it. Yeah. So I had a crack myself. So this is doing uh, macro. And also you and I were in a meeting this week where macro was uh, mentioned yep. and it was such an inspiring conversation that um, I, I just always remembered it. And I was like, I've got a 100 mil macro. I never, ever use it. And I'm always like whenever anyone posts um, – uh, in the Facebook group or in the community, uh, a shot of um, a macro shot, I always go, oh, I really want to give it a crack. So yeah. I thought I'd do it today. I absolutely love this shot, Gina. It's- so basically it's of uh, – it's Gina's shot using, you know, it's shot macro and it's a leaf. It's my first macro, Val. <laughs> I've never done macro before. I'm Are so excited. Yeah, I'm serious. Well, what what would I do macro for? For little flowers and things. Anyway, this is <laughs> this is a leaf, and at the end of the leaf, there is a water droplet that's just hanging there by the skin of its teeth. And so the leaf and the water droplet, obviously, are in focus, but reflected in the water droplet is a beautiful, beautiful flower, red uh-huh. flower. And of course, and the rest is blurry with yeah, and it's just absolutely stunning it looks magical i'm very proud of myself (laughs) so i'm going to uh break down how i did that uh for you and very fresh too i can tell you how it was done Mm -hmm. um but um that shot i also uh as i was doing it uh i thought it uh, it needed an ant for perspective just to show how small the water droplet was Mm -hmm. So I went out into the backyard and tried to wrangle an ant in the same way that, you know, when we were in Cebu, I just said, let's go out and find people to photograph. Yeah. I had that same attitude. How hard can it be to find an ant that's going to cooperate? Of course. So, so they're everywhere. 
especially where I live, do you think I could find one? An ant? <laughs> yes. So, like, usually when I sit down uh, outside, a thousand of them come and sit with me, and some of them are really big, none, nowhere to be seen today. And then I would find one, and they were tiny, and I'd try and pick them up, and I killed a couple. I didn't oh my mean God. to. Well, because how do you pick up an ant without squashing it? And so... So I couldn't wrangle the ant. So if anyone has any uh, tips, I know there's a few uh, macro photographers that listen to the podcast that uh, have have uh, photographed insects. How, how do you how do you get them to cooperate? What how do you get an ant to pose? What do you say? You've got to talk to them and direct Who's, them. Well, I did. I <laughs> Tell was, them where their best asking, angle is. Well, I was asking them to come along, come inside just for a minute, if you don't mind. I was very polite, Val. I offered them sugar. No, nothing. <laughs> and if you want to see Gina actually do that with real people, <laughs> I have it. posted a tutorial in the gold community. Now, the gold community, you can find out more about that at ginamilitia.com. And that's a wonderful membership community with over 700 members. Uh, and um, it, you get new tutorials every month. You get a monthly mastermind where you get to be on a call with Gina. And there's a wonderful dynamic discussion area where Gina and I also hang out but um, I just posted a tutorial there of you actually with a series of videos showing you in the markets in Cebu looking for great shots but also approaching people who don't even speak the language no. and achieving some fantastic shots. Yeah, that was fun too, Val. It was good fun. So, yeah, so couldn't get my aunt today but, yeah, next time. I'm on a mission now. Um yes. So that's a detailed uh, uh, macro doing reflections with macro photography. Another great way you can capture reflections is uh, just by uh, using symmetry. So like whenever you've got uh, perhaps animals that are close to the water. So there's a great shot by Pablo Fernandez that I found where he's got a, a – is that an, like one of those – and it's an egret? Egret. Egret. <laughs> Um, I don't regrets. I've had a few. Okay. <laughs> yes. Gina's cracking herself up today. Oh, I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> um, so basically what Pablo has done is he's captured uh, – the the bird as a silhouette so the the light is coming from behind to get a silhouette you basically uh take an exposure for the sky or the background of the shot where it's brightest and that means uh anything that's not lit will be uh recorded as black or as a shadow or a silhouette and then um that means that the uh reflection is also a silhouette and it's just a beautiful shot and the thing is with um when you're doing uh reflections like this uh, uh, they actually work really well uh, when they're exactly symmetrical. So you can throw away the rule of thirds for this one or the Fibonacci and just pop it smack dab in the middle of the frame and uh, like a, a reflection I think works best when it's uh, an, it mirrored exactly. So a beautiful image there. Brilliant. There Did is a have... guy. Yep. Yeah, go on. Sorry. You, you... You, you go on. There's a guy called... Uh, you're going to have to help me with his surname or we just call him by his first name, Val. Guido. And his second name? Ruiz. Huh? Oh, what about his middle name? You'll miss out his middle name because it's too hard. <laughs> okay, Guido Ruiz <laughs> uh, shoots 
the most amazing reflections yeah. on a smartphone. Oh wow! Okay. I don't think it's a, a it's a the Google Nexus. Is that the what's what kind of phones that? Uh, Google Nexus. So it's like a it's a, it's a specific phone brand, isn't it? Like a yeah, the other version of it. It's an Android phone. So I'm not an expert on smartphones, so I don't have the answer. It's a smartphone. He shoots the most incredible reflections. Uh, if you uh, can uh, and you get a chance, and you can't do it now, R U I Z, and it's Guido G U I D O. Check out his Instagram, following him on Instagram. The the guy is an absolute genius. I don't know how he does it on you know, on a smartphone. The the reflections are just superb and it makes you want to go out. He just waits for puddles and rainy days to get these and he's travelled all over the world capturing the most magical, magical, beautiful reflections. And it's like, you know, stuff like you've never seen before. It's incredible. One of the few people who would be hanging out for puddles and rainy days, but they are. Being- well, I think after this show, everyone will, Val, because um, like they really do. Uh, the reflections give images life. They really do. So yeah. I'll talk more about that um, down the track. But um, the other one that I think is really creative is if there's a wedding photographer, Peter Adams. Everyone's got three names today. What is yeah. it? I need to use my middle name now to yeah. just. Peter name? Adams Sean, right? What's your name? I'm not telling. You, you got one, but you don't have one. No. You don't have one. No. Uh, so unless you unless you have one, you can't ask for someone what that's what someone stupid. else's is. No, that's the rule. It's the law. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter Adams. P- Peter Adams Sean. Yes. Uh, has come up with an amazing idea where he actually, for um, bridal couples, instead of doing the traditional bridal couple here, bridal couple there, when he photographs the uh, ring shot, he photographs the ring as a macro and he captures their reflection posed in the ring. Fantastic. And manages to include a starburst as well. And a starburst. So degree of difficulty. So... I'm going to, like, if I had time, Val, and I had shiny rings like this, <laughs> um, which I don't, uh, but I will find something like that and uh, a bridal couple <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Just rustle them up. <laughs> it was a bit hard. If I can find an ant couple that are about to get married, <laughs> I'm going to do a take on this with in a bubble, in uh, in a droplet. Two ants getting married in a water droplet. Okay, great. But I think this is the most fantastic idea and he's also done a series where he captured entire weddings reflected in people's eyes. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So he would do uh, macro shots. So I put a, a link. He's actually a Perth photographer. And um, if you're listening, hi, Peter, I love your work. I really do. Um, he, he, so he did it like a whole series where he would capture 
the day through the eyes of different people. So everything that was going, what a great idea, isn't it? So all macro, because you can see everything in people's eyes. Yes. um, And uh, it's just, I think it's a great way to do uh, selfies for photographers where they're, when they're photographing someone, if they go in really close, it's actually a good way that they can get a photo of themselves Mm. in someone's eyes. I think it's a beautiful idea. Smart. I might try that. Have you got a macro lens, Val? Oh, I think I've got – I used to have a macro lens, but it doesn't fit my new my, – my current camera, my current body, you know what I mean? So if it was Just for a, a different <laughs> camera body or was it for different – Yeah, different, different camera body. It was uh, my previous Canon body, but it doesn't uh-huh. actually fit the new one. All right. I'll lend you mine. Okay. Um, so – the other great idea, and I've seen this a lot and it's been done so creatively, is uh, the rear vision mirror of a car yes. and the side mirrors where you capture a scene. And uh, one, an image by Brian Snelson. He only has two names. Good on you, Brian. <laughs> um, he probably doesn't like his middle name. I yes. think that's BY because if you did, you'd use it, wouldn't you? I guess. So there's a clue there, Val. That's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> why I only have two names. Um He's got uh, um, elephants in, in the, the rear vision, on, in, in the, the side the mirror. And, the side mirror. Yeah, side mirror, sorry. But um, he's captured it on like a really shallow depth of field. So the uh, area surrounding the mirror, the background, is uh, like beautiful bokeh. But you know what it is. And then yeah. the hero of the shot is the elephant framed in the mirror. It's brilliant. It's just another way of seeing it really leads you into the shot. So, and it's an elephant that. walking along a dirt track. So your eye is, is led into the middle of the mirror by this dirt track as well. Yeah, and there's a line of did, – did, did you see what I noticed as well? There's a line of um, elephant doo-doo that yes. leads you through the frame. Did yeah, you he organise that? But it's like it's just perfect because like it, it is symmetrical doo-doo. It's yeah. like they plan it. Yeah. Do you think they do? I wonder if they go, okay, put so now, now, 10 minutes, now, put now. Now, they're 10 clever. Put now. It yeah. makes for a really good shot. It's a great shot. It's a ripper. And then uh, finally, uh, a combination uh, shot from uh, Paul Dominic, mm-hmm. uh, who's done a side mirror through a windscreen that's wet, that's rained on at night with bokeh uh-huh. and lights. And it's such a sexy shot of nothing, but it's sexy, don't you think? Yeah, right. Right. So the water droplets, which have reflections in them, it's yes. like the triple or quadruple reflection shot. Yeah, too um, many. Too many. There should have been a person reflected <laughs> in the mirror and then you would have had everything and an yeah. aunt and, and someone an getting married. And a wedding and couple. An eye, yeah. And an eye with a reflection of the and eye. And so elephant poop. There's so many things you can do here and uh, it's just a matter now of uh, tuning your eye to look for reflective surfaces when we've been trained to try and avoid them because there's so many different shots. So shall we just uh, break down how to actually do them? A few little hacks, like just basic hacks to remember to get a really good uh, reflection. So basically... um, when you're exposing for a reflection shot, uh, it's a good idea to go for uh, a, a, 
narrower depth of field rather than a wider one. You want to get more detail in the shot. So you want more things in focus. So you want to be shooting at uh, f8 or higher. And so um, Scott mentioned a really great little uh, way of thinking about that. So you you think about how you want your shot to look. You want it to be uh, uh, lots of things in detail. We also know that when you're um, shooting reflections, you want to eliminate movement because if uh, if water is if the you know the body of water that you're photographing or anything that you're photographing is moving, you're not going to get as great or as crisp a reflection. So we need a fast shutter speed. So we want a fast shutter speed, and we want a lot uh, of our image to be sharp throughout. So we determine those two things, and then the final um, element of the equation is our ISO. So you would set your ISO. A accordingly because we're shooting manual to get this right. So they're the three things you need to consider. The other thing you want to be careful of is when you're exposing, if you've got a light reflecting off a surface, um, when like we, and we've talked about this before when we're use the, with the use of reflectors. So light will, will uh, bounce off a shinier surface um, with a lot more force than it does. It's absorbed. Like remember, I talked about like if you had uh, carpet uh, on on the wall and light hit the carpet, the the carpet would absorb a lot of the light, yes. so you wouldn't get a lot of light reflected back. But if you had um, a mirror or glass or something shiny yep. uh, on the wall and light hits it, it reflects back with uh, like it's like a, the, the, almost the full force that it hits it. So um, you need to be aware of that because that's going to affect how how the camera exposes uh, an overall shot. So it can get it can get confused. So it's a matter of um, just being aware of that because the last thing you want to do is uh, blow out your highlights. When you're shooting reflections, you want everything to be uh, nice and detailed and look, look as beautiful as possible. But I'm surprised that you have said shoot at f8 or higher. I, hmm? um, I would not have picked that. Haven't you shot your macro, your, your shots at 5.6? That's different. Okay. That's a, that's a macro. For, okay. So for the majority of the shots, if we're shooting over, say, a body of water yes. or something like that, then you want to have like a um, a, like a, a higher depth of depth of field. You want more in, uh, elements to be in focus, so you get that crisp, beautiful reflection. Okay. And shooting landscapes in general, we always shoot at a, a, a higher f-stop yes, for that reason. We want it to be crisp all the way through. Um, we can get a bit more creative when we shoot people and uh, we'll talk about that shortly, Belle. Okay. Um, so when we're so this is mainly for shooting landscapes. Landscapes. Okay, right. Because I was thinking that's really weird if you're shooting the side mirror with the windscreen. No, that was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for landscape, so when you're shooting over a, a body of water, you want yeah. to have like a a, a a good depth of field, so you okay. get everything nice and sharp. The other thing, um, you want to look at um, the body of water itself. So where you see those beautiful images, like you'll see the mountain range, and then it's perfectly reflected over a body of water, and you see that the water is perfectly still. Um, 
you can only sort of get that in a in a smaller body of water or a lake where it's early in the morning because as a general rule um the water will be a lot stiller very early in the morning so that rules you out for that shot Val <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it's not going to happen no. um so um and uh, the the shallower the water, generally the stiller it will be because there's no sort of currents and things like that. So when you get out to the ocean, you're always going to get like a bit of a ripple or a current. Um, so um, having said that, um, you get uh, like your large larger body of water, like the large lakes and the ocean. They're, they're constantly moving, but sometimes um, that can look good. You can get that little ripple effect. Like the there's a shot in the show notes, um, the uh, the sunrise or sunset, where there is like a slight ripple, and I actually really like it because it breaks it up and it does show you that that is a body of water because sometimes yeah. you can't even tell. Yes. If it's water or if it's just a, a trick shot so sometimes it's nice to see the ripple and sometimes um if i had like a, a a dead flat sort of mirrored surface of the water i would be um inclined to just toss a pebble in just right. so you get those rings as well just to yeah. give it sort of something a bit more life as well um so uh, that, that's uh, the, the, the body of water. The other things you can look for to uh, try and get reflections are like the shiny metal, like the rings, um, glass, like reflections in uh, – I do it a lot with uh, cafes and uh, through car windows and things like that are great places to, to get shiny reflections. Uh, and, of course, mirrors. Um, so – Again, with the landscapes, uh, I think the images do look really uh, a lot stronger when you do have them as, as symmetrical as possible. So just beware of that and it's like probably not the time to be whipping out the rule of thirds or anything like that. Just try and keep it all nice and balanced and uh, keeping like the horizon line dead square in the middle of the frame, running across the, the centre of the frame and then you've right. got the top half and the bottom half and it all looks um fantastic okay i really should do this out my own window because i have um yeah a great view and i'm often thinking to myself that i need to capture it just at the right point yeah you so, do so early Ravel, early so okay. um if you feel you need to an nd filter is good for this sort of stuff so that you can just um hold back the uh sky the sky is always uh, a lot brighter than where the reflection is just so you can get a nice balanced image so that's Let where we get that welding glass out probably not the welding glass that's a bit too heavy but okay. probably a maybe a one or two stop neutral density filter and then when you're sort of angling your camera the lower you are to the ground the better a reflection you'll get so you want to be pretty much lying on the ground as close to the ground as possible and okay. that's going to give you the best possible reflection um all right, so now to the uh, the macro shot with the flower. Really easy to do and, and quite a powerful uh, effect. So basically what I did, Val, is um, I got uh, fake flowers. You uh, mean the leaf is fake? The leaf is not. The leaf is actually uh, from my garden. It's jasmine leaf. Okay. So uh, And I've got tons of it so I've like got a, a tiny little leaf that I actually put into a um a little glass bottle to hold it into place and then I had a um 
a cup. I had like a, a variety of different, um, you know, uh, fake flowers that, that that come on these uh, bendy stems, so that you can bend them and move them around and position them exactly. Because you can't tell if it. Can you tell it's a fake flower? You no, can't, no. Too tiny. So it's like it doesn't make a difference at this point. So. Um, I've set that up and I've set it up, uh, it's about probably between three and six inches away from uh, the leaf. And okay. you've got to, to centre the flower so that it, it fills your frame right. entirely. The, the entire flower needs to fill your frame and the flower, the leaf, the point where you've got, you're going to have your droplet needs to be in the centre of the frame. Behind the flower needs to be centred around the droplet, basically. That's how you're going to get the reflection. Oh, so the, the, the flower needs to fill the wider frame, but the little yes. where the little water droplet is, the flower needs to be in the middle of the water yes. droplet. But yes. the water droplet itself does not need to be in the centre of the frame. No, no, you can have yeah. the, the water droplet anyway. And if you can yeah. get more than one onto your – and they're hard to do. It's hard to place the droplets. That's what did my head in. Um <laughs> But uh, you can have like four, five, six if you can get them to stay in place and it's just like wrangling water droplets is not easy. Um, but then you could, you, you could, I could have had like seven reflected flowers uh, all over that shot, so, uh, which makes it quite beautiful. I've gone for a very shallow depth of field for this shot because I wanted to throw the background out of focus and just have like nothing which uh, adds to the mystery but could, the background is actually my flower yeah, that is then reflected in the, um, in the droplet. And, uh, and basically I've just lit this with um, daylight and I've, uh, I did try and shoot outside but it was just like there was just like a little zephyr of a wind that was enough to keep blowing the uh, water droplets off and the, the – the stems kept moving. And the thing with macro valve, it's so precise. You move, like you move your focus by a, uh, an ant's uh, leg. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and you're out of focus again. Like yeah. that's precise. And that did, I'm not used to that. And then I'm, as I'm doing it, I'm like, this is why I don't do macro. So it, it does help to have your camera on a tripod so that yes. you can be more precise, set up, and you know exactly where you are. And then um, the other hack that I have is instead of using just flat water, I actually use glycerin, huh? which is like a – I think I think it's sugar, um, sugared water. So I know also tried to make – Where did you get this just, from? Well, from the chemist I bought it. But before that I tried making my own, which was I mixed – uh, sugar and water. So I just uh, put a couple of teaspoons of sugar into a glass and then poured um, boiling water just like to, to cover the sugar and then and it made a little syrup and uh, I used that to make droplets and I think that actually worked better for me than the, than, than the glycerin. And so then I would just um, drop drop it at the top of the leaf and then just wait patiently till it ran down and formed a, a little a droplet at the end and then focus and then just keep shooting until it uh, – I tried to get an airborne a droplet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the patience. Oh, my God. So I'm actually – because I'm shooting inside, I was at 1,000 ISO and I shot at f5.6 um, because on macro it's going to throw the background out a lot faster than uh, any other lens. So the background's completely out of focus. And um, 
Yeah, I would. That's like great. Very, I know this sound makes a sound well, makes me sound really old, but isn't it great how these days you can have this idea, you can go shoot it, you can see the results straight away? Because back yes. way back when, you had to yeah. wait days before you take the film to the <laughs> lab, and then. <laughs> you'd, you'd get the film back and then you'd just go with the trainees back and then you go, oh, my God, that didn't work at all. And you've got to do it all yeah. again. Yeah, I wasn't in focus. or Yeah, so the first couple of goes I had weren't in focus. Like the focus for me absolutely did my head in. So that that was really hard. And then the timing is also difficult. And, uh, yeah, so I'd love to see how everyone else uh, goes with it. But the, the yeah. great about it, Val, is it doesn't have to be a flower that's reflected in a water droplet. You can reflect anything you like. So yes. I reflected a jar of Nutella. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. So this, Val, I'm very proud to say is the same jar of Nutella that you bought me um, <laughs> for Christmas and I've had it as an ornament um, on my desk. Uh-huh. Under my desk. It's sat as an ornament because it's got my name on it and it's so beautiful. But... Um, <laughs> I discovered, uh-huh. I discovered this week because I was very tired on uh, after the Logies, right? And yeah. I just had to go home with it and, and go to bed with a tub of ice cream and Nutella. Yeah. So I thought I might open my Nutella because I didn't have any. And I go to my Nutella, it's already been opened. What? One of the millennials <gasps> has broken into it. God. And it's the one, I'd say it's the one that's not home at the moment. So he... <laughs> As well, on one of my trips has broken into it and then they've realised, probably felt guilty. So what they've tried to do is seal it back up again. Oh but God. I know, Val, I know where it's filled to. Mm. So I've seen that because I was thinking, yeah, and now it's, well, it's nearly gone. It's, it's going to take me long. So now it's a prop jar. Yes. But it's reflected in a water droplet. I'm very proud of that. And we'll put that image in the show notes, of course, which you'll find at ginamilitia.com. <laughs> and the whole uh, the whole technique. And I think I'm uh, so in love with this whole setup that I'll either do a video or a, a blog post uh, about the whole thing as well. Definitely. So I um, love this. It's, it's, it's just really fun. So the cat in uh, it. Yeah, well, you can do – like, here's the thing, Val. Like, like, this is what I'm thinking. I'm now thinking of taking this lens on holiday, that, like, when I go to Italy because I'm going to create a water droplet. I'm going to get an extender so that I, I fill the frame, uh, like, a little bit more so it makes it equivalent of a 200. Fill the frame and try and get a reflection of a, of a city in the <gasps> water droplet. Wouldn't that be great? Or some iconic Imagine. thing like where Darth Vader yeah. got married and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, where Darth Vader got married. So imagine that. So I'm going to have a try at that because basically if your droplet is in shadow and whatever it is that you're trying to photograph is lit up, it's going to reflect into um, your droplet. So that's the trick and just the uh, the depth of field and make sure you use a tripod. Love it. Okay. So portraits. Um, the thing I do with uh, portraits uh, and reflections is uh, there's, there's one thing that I learned from working a lot in the TV and movie industry, Val, is what they do is they love a reflection in um, in their portraits and when they're filming. So whenever you're, you, you see uh, a scene outside or in a warehouse or at night, if it's a night scene, the first thing they do is they wet down the road, always. Because what it does is it, it creates reflections, it creates life in the road. So like if you look at a night scene, you will rarely see uh, a night scene where the road is dry. Yeah, okay. 
It's always wet because it's that gives it lots and lots of reflections yeah, and makes yeah. it beautiful. So um, yeah, think about that. And uh, so and always whenever we're uh, doing uh, any like warehouse shoots or anything like that, the first thing they'll do is wet down the road. And whenever you're you, like in all the live shows, all the uh, entertainment shows, um, they always use a shiny tile on the floor because it gives a nice reflective surface and you get pick up all the lights and details. So what you're trying to bring uh, is that extra life. It's This is that extra 1% into a shot to give it life, To so look for reflections. So if you're shooting someone outside and uh, obviously you can't afford to roll out the shiny black floor on location, a really cheap hack is just to carry a, a couple of, um, you know, a few litres of water with you and uh, just wet the concrete where you've got the person that you're photographing and um, get them to, to stand on the ground and you're going to get that beautiful reflective surface and it just adds another element to, to your shot. Does wet concrete actually reflect? Yes. Right. Yeah, it'll do I mean, something. I know puddles would, but... It's the... The darker the the darker the ground that you've got. So if you've got someone on like a black asphalt, it's going to be a, a lot more reflective. But it yes. definitely does something, and especially if you're shooting uh, like at twilight or there, there's lights around or stuff that will reflect, it's going to make a huge difference to your shot and make it like quite sexy. The the other thing I do when I'm shooting um, in the studio is uh, if I'm if on my white psych, I always have a piece of uh, white per perspex, white gloss perspex that I put down on the ground and that just gives uh, a bit of a gloss and there'll be a slight reflection under people's feet and that again just gives it depth, gives the shot a little bit of depth and then the actual psych that we have at the studio is painted with a um, a sort of a glossy glossy paint so that you do get that bit of a a, a shine on the floor as well so you get a little bit of a reflection um, on the ground as well, so so that that uh, that looks really good as well. Another and, thing that I do, sorry, Val. Well, no, and I just want to recap from last week's episode. One of the things that you mentioned when you were shooting at the television television awards ceremony, the Logies, is that you know there there's all these fantastic um, looking gowns and celebrities who are standing on the hotel carpet, and the hotel carpet is actually not that interesting. No. Or attractive. No. So what you organised beforehand was you made sure that there was a temporary, you know, little floor of that shiny of those shiny black tiles, so mm. that the dresses would look really beautiful against the um, with with the reflection on the floor. So you know, just thinking ahead of where you're going to shoot and whether there's you know yucky hotel carpet, um, yep. you can get around that. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's something that maybe you want to consider. Like I've got a couple of uh, square tiles that are black and white, black on one side and white on the other, and they're about a metre square that I carry around in the car that I can put down whenever I need that sort of a floor if, Where did if you get it can't be supplied. So uh, one of the networks actually uh, organised them for a shoot and they didn't want to take them back, so I got to keep them. So, But right. you can actually go to a hardware store and get – I don't think you can get double-sided, but you could actually just get a, a sheet of um, yeah. white vinyl or black vinyl or both yeah. or perspex. Vinyl is better. 
Um, vinyl's probably better because you can roll it up. Yeah. Uh, Laminex, you're sort of limited by how big the uh, boot yeah. of your car is, so that they, they do take up a lot of space. So yeah, it's just um, consider that because it's jeez, uh, it, it, it makes a huge difference. Lino flooring. Lino, yeah, vinyl. Yeah. That's what I meant by vinyl. So lino, mm. lino, yeah, and yeah. and you can even go to like they have um, uh, fa- factory outlets and seconds like end rolls. Like there might be something that's only uh, half a meter wide, like the end of a roll that's useless to anyone. It's not going to fit anywhere. So they might just they'll either throw it out or they'll give it to you for for ten yeah. bucks. So yeah. you might find find some something like that or the Great tiles idea. as well. Yeah. Um, Another shot that I like to do with portraits is um, shooting, photographing people actually in the mirror, so over their shoulder and photograph their reflection. And so this is one vow where I wouldn't use a, um, a high depth of field. I'd have a very uh, uh, shallow depth of field and uh, focus on the face in the mirror. So the body, like you're shooting over someone's shoulder, that's going to be out of focus. So that's going to give the shot depth. But that's a really great way to add interest to a shot to to capture someone in the mirror. And I, I love doing that. I love doing the pretend putting on their makeup or a woman putting on their lipstick. It can be a really glamorous shot. It's a really cool shot to do. I do it a lot um, if I'm ever doing... Um, any brides uh, that, that, that I might shoot them actually in the mirror, through, through a doorway, in the mirror, like all, all those little little tricks that just uh, add depth and uh, life to the shot. Yeah, great. Awesome. So is that it? How did you do uh, it? <laughs> Have you taken a breath? <laughs> I don't think I did. I think I actually took a breath for They're the whole really time. Really great tips. Here Gina. we go. <laughs> really great tips, and I'm pretty excited about the the macro about about the reflections in the water droplets. I think they're they're quite gorgeous. So I, I don't so think excited. I'll be shooting. I don't think I'll be shooting Nutella in my water droplets. But oh, you hey, you could do Rexy. Yeah, my cat. You could do Rexy in the water droplet. Forget sure. about Rocky because he's not your favourite. But Rexy. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't say that out loud. <laughs> he knows. He totally knows. That's why he's got issues, Val. I love them both. Yeah, no, they're not the same. <laughs> I love them both. Anyway, anyway, so what are you doing this week? <sighs> so um, I have uh, – couple of shoots at the end of the week and um i am gearing up i'm actually casting for some stuff for when i go to sicily so i'm actually nice. casting models so i've been putting out casting calls in italian wow <laughs> god forbid are you conjugating so, your verbs correctly you know i can't yeah <laughs> so when when you have to um you know tell me that, that that's not right gina in my <laughs> That's just too funny. Um, so, and then I'm also, yeah, trying to trying to get on top of everything and uh, get everything done. What What are you up to, Val? Wow, what am I up to? Just so much to do. I've got a new team member starting. She'll be looking after the gold membership of the yeah, GMLE community. So, uh, you know, we just got to get, get her on board and yeah. – um, and get organised. Just so much to do this week. I'm going to Fashion Week. So in awesome. Sydney, 
So Mercedes Australian Fashion Week and um, front row, front row, Val. I doubt I'm going to be in the front, front row. row. I'm not quite that important these days. So uh, it should be fun though, and hopefully I'll um, lots of some, air kissing. Get yeah, some air kissing, get some shots. Mm. So I, I'm not going to bring my big camera. I'll be doing it on my iPhone just because yeah. you know it's just easier to cut yeah. around. And there's all these other photographers there, and I don't want to, you know. Like sometimes if I bring bring my big camera, people just push me around. You know the 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 it's the the photographer oh, the media scrum. At yeah, the, that, it's that, quite that stressful. Is possibly for me. the worst media scrum I've ever been to at a fashion week. I was like, I don't mm. no, nah, I don't think I've experienced one worse. I hope they've gotten better these days. But uh, it I've done wasn't... it at red carpet events, and I just because I, I'm not very tall, I just get pushed around. So yeah. if I'm not there with the big camera, it's 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 okay. You'll be fine, Val. Yes. Anyway, it should be fun. So I'll report awesome. back on Fashion Week. But uh, in the meantime, Gina, where can we find you online? Where can people connect with you? So they can find me on the website. So that's uh, ginamilitia.com, G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm on Instagram at Gina Militia uh, and uh, Twitter at Gina Militia. And I'm also on, what's that other one? That I'm still trying to work out. Snapchat. Snap, that's it. So if you're still trying to work uh, it out. Well, that, that everyone is um, sending me uh, whatever's, uh, that's great. I'll work it out at some point. I'll, I'll get the hang <laughs> of it by Sicily for sure. But do I think join my son the... was going to show me. Oh, I showed you. You just didn't pay attention. You just showed me the filters that you love. Yeah, well, that's half the fun. <laughs> so anyway, do uh, sign up to Gina's newsletter at ginamilitia.com because when you do, every month Gina gives away a free Lightroom preset and it's been great to see some of people using those Lightroom presets and what it does to their photos. Awesome to, to, to see what happens there. Um, you can find me at Valerie Koo on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also on Snapchat as the Valerie Koo. And, uh, of course, you'll find me in the Facebook group and also in the gold membership of Gina's community where I might add we are now talking about the business side of photography because that yeah, is yeah, that's my really area cool. of expertise that's my area of expertise where because I mentor creative entrepreneurs on 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 making money from their passion but mm. let's move on to hashtag Gina challenge yep. this week shiny, shiny things oh and now now, the audio has gone a bit funny, so Gina's now sounding like Satan. So I'll wrap up. Hashtag Gina Challenge is hashtag shiny things, unsurprisingly. And uh, you can interpret that however you like. And so um, what you need to do is just post your image using that theme, hashtag Gina Challenge, hashtag shiny things, in the Facebook group. And it's great to see what inspiration you've come up with. So I will sign off for both of us since Gina's audio has gone wacky. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And we look forward to chatting to you next week. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.